Hi, I'm back with another podcast, and I'm with um, Fran, Fran Bailey. Yeah, um, who I got in touch with through Beth, um, who I had a podcast with, um, another artist. So, yeah, it's um, really exciting to chat to another artist because, um, yeah, I'm all, I love chatting to different artists. So, um, welcome to my podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Um, so, as I said to you, I met um, you through um, Beth, and Beth got in touch with you about me and stuff. So, yeah. how did... Let's start off with that. Let's, yeah, um, okay. How did you get in touch with... How did you get Well, I've, I've been doing summer schools for the last eight years since I moved to Essex. So, I started off in Sheffield, and when I moved here, um, I just... I was heavily pregnant with my little Tom, and... Um, I couldn't really continue teaching full time, so I wanted to find a way of doing my own thing and I really wanted to get into doing art clubs, so I was doing loads of after school art clubs at schools all across Colchester and Wivenhoe and just loving them and then um, did a summer school and just loved the fact, it was kind of like resurrecting my degree show really, it was kind of like a chance to have a degree show every summer. Because for me, my artwork has always been about being collaborative and working with other people. So it it kind of extended to the teaching, really. So, um, yeah, in terms of how I met um, Beth, I'd um, been in contact with the first site about doing summer schools there. But obviously, um, you know, it's always a bit restricted in terms of what you can show, you know, if there's funding and it's dictating particular things and that. So so Beth suggested getting in contact with Yak and doing some work with Yak. And I um, um, showed my work, and um, and there's a, pl- a plastic exhibition coming up yeah. here, and I just thought that would be so cool to be part of that because I've for, for years I've wanted to do this thing called recycled runway, yeah, which is basically making costumes out of anything that you might find recycled, but namely plastic. So like all the kind of plastic packaging, but also things like crisp packets. Yeah. And those foam things, you know, like those foam large Watsit things. You know, all those things you get in packaging oh, yeah. that you can't recycle. Like you yeah. can't put it in one or I one actually or... found a little red piece of plastic on St Ice Beach. So um, I don't know if I can... It's probably too late now, but... Well, in terms um, of... I want to just put in any... Like, I'm basically just collecting anything that... Like, yeah. between now and... The show. Yeah. I want to just basically collect as much plastic stuff instead of throwing it in the recycling. And there's that question yeah. mark as to whether it really is going to be recycled because, yeah. yeah, I know I've heard that that in it depends where you live. So in this area, I think it kind of just gets shipped abroad. Yeah. And then they just kind of it's someone else's rubbish. Then and I don't yeah. know if they're recycling it. So I like the idea of reusing it. Yeah, well, I've got um, a metal bottle or a metal water bottle now, um, so I'm trying to be trying to do my bit for the planet. But yeah. there's so much more plastic that we use, but yeah, I'm sick of using plastic water bottles. Um, so I got this one in a in a non plastic shop, and I found me and my mum found it in Ives when we were in Cornwall. And um, the shop was basically everything not plastic, and it was refillable. There was refillable food that you could buy, like seeds and um, fruit, and everything was just reusable. And um, I'd never seen a shop like that before, and it was the first of its kind. It seemed to me like the first of a kind of, hopefully, um, 
more shops like that. It's on the up now, isn't it? Eva yeah. and Flesh last night was showing a shop that was um, all about about that and not having any packaging and just bringing your own stuff and filling it. Yeah, and there was like um, fruit and nuts that you could just refill up in a bag and, and jars and, and stuff. jars and yeah, and um, so much. And, and me and my mum thought it was very really good and idea. We were very impressed by it. Yeah, a really good find actually. In St Ives, so. Oh, in St Ives. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. when we went. That's where we went. Um, but I think we've gone backwards a bit with this. <laughs> but, um, oh well. Um, well so shall yeah. we start from the beginning? In yeah. Wait, tell us how I started out. Yeah. So, um, in terms of at school, like I just always loved drawing. Yeah. Always loved drawing, and um, I think I was always quite shy. So um, people would say really nice things about my drawing. And I would just really throw myself into that. So I'd sort of hide into... I'd sort of go into the, the, the art room at school at lunchtimes and I would just draw. Yeah. And then people would sort of say really nice things about what I'd drawn. And that, that sort of became... My personality became based around the fact that I was a good drawer. Yeah. Um, but then um, at A-level I was really torn between whether to continue with the art process because I was so bored by the drawing by that point because it just felt like the ideas, there was no way, it was such tight A-level, there was no exploration and fun and and um, so um, I had the option of either doing English Literature for a degree or doing um, the Art Foundation at Southend Tech. Yeah. And I just fell in love with the tech and all the stuff that they were doing was just amazing. And it wasn't drawing. It was just all sorts of, like, installation and performance. So you went to South End? So, yeah, because that's where I grew up. I grew up in in, in, in Sea. So I just absolutely loved that foundation. It was just this explosion of of ideas and the creative process and being able to be spontaneous and working with people and collaborating and oh just absolutely loved it. So my degree my my show that I did then. So it so it follows through to what I do now really because at that point it was like, well I want to work with people. I want to work with different communities. And so I was working with the school community and also with, I was always working in old people's homes. Yeah. And so I wanted to do a piece of work that would somehow bring those two together. Yeah. So it was coming up to the millennium. So I interviewed children in the school about what they what they wanted the world to be like in the future. So yeah. I, I guess I was doing recordings, I was sound yeah. recordings, um, of these lovely little voices and what their opinions were. And it was just so, so sweet. Um, and then I filmed um, all these um, older people that I've just had become really close to and they were fine with me filming them. But I used Super 8 film, which I, I just love as a, as a process because it makes that lovely clicky noise and the, it's got this lovely um, flicker as it's going through the projector. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. So I made um, a, a Last Supper and it was a white room. Um, and white tablecloths, and it was a dinner table, but with all discarded cups and saucers and napkins. I re- yeah, I really want to use. Um, I said to my dad one time, I, was it last year, at some, some point, I was wanting to get because I saw you can get those like cameras, those movie makers where it's like the wind up ones. Yeah, that's it. Oh. Uh, and I was like, oh, I wish I could have it play because I'm always up for like experimenting with different film and stuff and photography because. Yeah. With my work, it's not just about making it, you know, well, it's documenting it and capturing the process. Mm. So, the photography is really important. And um, I'm always up for like playing around with different types of photography and film. And mm. um, I'd love to one day get one of those. And 
have a go at Will oh, Martin. It's so lovely. Yeah. I, I, I used to, I, I still have it, but um, it's, I don't know, buying the film, I think it's quite expensive now. But yeah. It's just such a lovely thing, the sound of it. And you can, you hold it like that and then it yeah. moves around. Yeah. So. And, and it, I just love projections, that whole thing of playing with light yeah. and, and being able to project on different surfaces. And that's what I really loved about the, the foundation piece was that um, it, I had a, a wind machine yeah. and all these sheets sort of floating around. So did you do foundation at South End as well? At South End, So yeah. you were foundation and university? No, yeah, university, I went up to Sheffield. Oh, yeah. So I, um, because I didn't want to have to commit to one thing. Yeah. I, like, so no, you didn't stay in South End? No. You wanted to move I out? Wanted, yeah. My friends did, but I was so happy at Cultural Institute. If you're so, happy, then there's yeah. no need to change. But my so. friends wanted to go to London or um, Nicola, my friend, who I want to collab with next year. She yeah. um she went to Brighton. Yeah. And then some of them went to London, but I just couldn't wait to go up north. Yeah. I just felt like I was kind of a northerner at heart, really. Yeah. I just well, wanted... I, my my young my dad's from Yorkshire, oh, so we cool. always visit. Oh, brilliant! And um, I always get like a really lovely atmosphere when I'm yeah. up north. Like it's just so friendly. Yeah. And that was the thing because I was. With Leon C being part of a commute, it was always very like heads down. Everyone's kind of like on their way somewhere or another, and not really talking. And whereas Sheffield was just so friendly, and everyone would just stop and chat for yeah. hours at bus stops and stuff. And I just loved that. So I, I fell in love with Sheffield, and I, yeah. I stayed there for twenty years in the end. Did you? So I only came back eight years ago. But um, you talk about light. Um, also, my friend Nicola loves light, and her yeah. her degree piece because she graduated the year before me because I, I went part-time, so I stayed, I went, I did four years, whereas my friends, they just did their three. Yeah. But um, I did four because I got more support on my dissertation, so oh, it was cool. all for my dissertation that I did four years. But you talk about light, and she she was all about light and capturing light and projection. Oh, and um, her foundation piece was like that, actually. And, yeah, yeah. Um, just reminded me of her when you talk about oh, light and projection because so, she loves that. It's That's so, what Nicola it's loves. so satisfying and it's so sensory and I just I'm magical. all about I found myself really into like shadows and like mm. my friends worked downstairs. Did the shadows two years ago. My friends worked downstairs. All her pieces have a reflected shadow mm. and against the white walls. So all her sculpture pieces. Um, cause she won the cuckoo. F- well, she's at Cuckoo Farm and she won the prize. Um, you win um, a studio if you enter the Cuckoo Prize, um, the um, Artist Award. Um, mm. You get a show, the Minerias, and you get a studio space. So she's that's why her she works there. Claire Chanel's um, sculptures all have like a shadow reflector. If you look at downstairs and all the, there's all the work on the wall or on the floor, there's like a shadow next to them. Mm. And um, I was photographing my little red figure against all the work yesterday because mm. <laughs> I like to take my figure out and about with me. It's my like, figure. So it's like my, my little red um, figure. Um, I'm just going to get it out. That's really cool. I had a little, um, um, I had a little figure when I was... This is a f- well. There's four of these, but I take this is the one that I've taken with me that's cool. did around the world. It? Did you make that? Wow. So that's when um so I've done resin. Wow. Um so ink cartridge mold originally. Ah. Um so the plastic ink cartridge container mold that you get with your ink that you get in that your ink comes in for your computer uh, your printer. Yeah. That's the mold originally. 
and I then made I was sick of using plastic as the mold because I was get, it was hard getting the resin out so then I I start I made a silicone mold yeah. which was softer for the resin to come out yeah so then I made three all in all silicone molds and I ended up making um well, initially just four of these, and then yeah. more, loads more later on. So these go all around the world. Well, they're you? just this one. So cool. As I like the others, just stay at home. <laughs> this one's been to New York with me since wow. I've now. Um, and you photograph it wherever you go. Yeah, That's and so Madrid cool. and um, Rome when I was in Rome. Um, oh. But yeah, and Yorkshire as well. Yorkshire. That's bit. awesome. So, what a good idea! I love that. Um, and the red. I was like, my aim was to get like a really cool post box red, mm. and I think I got it. But red, red is, is your theme, isn't yeah. it? Um, red's just amazing. <laughs> I mm. love red. It just yeah. makes me so happy, and my friends know they they. I like red. Yeah, so. <laughs> I tried to get red, but this is a bit more orangey, but yeah. But <laughs> did you? Um, oh yeah, the show. So yeah. so um, I projected these. Um, Four faces of, of just gorgeous, gorgeous older people that I'd got to know there. Yeah. And they were on a loop. So they're doing yeah. the same thing over and over. And so they were like laughing or chatting or but you couldn't hear it because it was silent film. But what you could Oh hear my god, my friends just did it. <laughs> it just um, linked me back to my friends again. So my friend Georgie and her her friend Fabian, their other friend, they just did this silent they just put out this silent film on Vimeo and Amazon Prime, yes, on Monday. Yeah. And um, it's like this black and white silent film with like two people. Like, uh, it's. I think it. Well, it reminds me of like an old married couple arguing because mm. it's my friend Georgie plays this character where she's sat down having an argument with this guy on a table, and they're just fighting and arguing, and um, that's and, and it's um, and I think Fabian's the one that's filming it. And um, it's really cool, but when you mentioned silent film, it just <laughs> brought, oh. reminded me of my friend Georgie's bit. Uh, Georgie's I love it because it's so nostalgic, and I just think there's so much meaning to to, yeah. to old film. So that was that was my install, installation at Foundation, and I just loved it. And when I started my degree, I felt like I just couldn't match it, really. Yeah. And I got really involved in performance, and sort of almost to the point where I was going to leave um, art school and, and do... a the performance degree instead yeah. because I just got so involved with this, with this performance And company. what artists did you... I love um, artists who work with ideas and um, installation. Like I saw yeah. um, Cornelia Parker's oh, I love Cornelia. Shed. Did you see it at the Tate Modern when that first opened? Um... It was, it was, there was a long Yeah, I did see the shed. When it first, yeah. oh God, I just, I just adored that. I just yeah. was so inspired by that because it's that thing of capturing There's loads of layers in it and yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I love that magic of being in a space. And I'll always, there was this um, exhibition I went to where um, there was a light bulb and there was a cage. And yeah. you walked in and this light bulb was moving down. And so as you were walking around the room, the reflection of the cage as the light bulb was going down, the reflection started, the shadows started going up, so you felt like you were being pushed down in some kind of lift, going down in some kind of cage lift. It was just yeah. amazing. And, and there was another um, one that was um, in London at the, um, oh gosh, I forgot what it's called, White, in Whitechapel, no, was it Whitechapel? And it was a room full of, uh, it was like a, a walkway going through the middle, and you thought that you were miles up in the, in the, um, room and that there was this massive drop on either side but when you put your hand out it was yeah. black oil 
Oh. And it was reflecting the ceiling. Yeah. It was just that illusion. I just, I love that, that thing of yeah. playing with illusion. I saw, so you talk about, calling I love Connie Parker, but I mm. love um, Fulis Valo as well. Because mm. she uses everyday objects. Mm. So she's showing her, she's showing to, you know, every young, young up-and-coming artist that you don't need these expensive materials. You can just use whatever you've got. And I think that's quite a cool um, role mm. model kind of image to represent the no, fact that she, you can use whatever you've got. And so she's using paper and whatever, and it's really cool. And her her exhibition that I saw, I actually um, saw her. I saw one um, when I was on my degree, my first year. Um, Jane Frederick took us on a trip, and also with Claire Isles. Um, to the Tate Britain and it was a free exhibition and it was her work and there was like this big paper piece that she'd made and um, she used like reused wood um, that had like paint on it already so it was everything mm. re reusing materials and I love that and mm. everything you had to look up and look around you and it and it was more of an experience than just like a normal traditional piece, you know, art exhibition. It was an mm. experience yeah. of this, of everything, using all your senses and everything. And oh, I loved it. And and then seeing her work again this year, at the Royal Academy. Mm. It was like I remember when I went to see her work when I first started on my degree, and now I've finished my degree and I'm seeing her work again, and I've got my figure again. And yeah, it was different exhibition, but still amazing. So. I love her work, and and I saw Rachel Whiteby's exhibition in twenty seventeen on my birthday. Oh, cool! And with her one hundred pieces, resin pieces. Mm. Oh, is that where you got? That's kind the of kind trigger. of inspiration. Yeah, oh, as cool. well from her. And she, I love her inside out house. Yeah, that's amazing. But um, so seeing Rachel Whiteby's work was amazing. Um, and she was in my dissertation for sure. She was, and I remember. I was like, I've got to get her in my dissertation because I did an essay on her in my second year, but it was a bit of a mess because it wasn't a completed essay. But luckily, I didn't fail it. Yeah. But it was a, it wasn't, a, it wasn't completed, and I knew. But there was no way that I was not going to have her in my dissertation. Like I had her, Anthony Gormley. Michael, oh, Anthony Gormley, I love yeah. his stuff. And I also had this artist that my friend Tim gave me called Ma Michael McCullum. Um. And he does these really cool sculptures, and he, so um, it was um, no Michael Alan McCullum, Alan McCullum. Oh, sorry, no, that's um, yeah, um, so yeah, it was um, I I love Rachel White Reed, so I and she, and I'd love to um, if I was ever able to speak to her, I would. <laughs> the idea of speaking to her and just saying like. You, like her work's so powerful and she's just I love she's so gutsy and she's so she, she's not afraid to try anything and mm. she's got balls for a woman and she you know I just love it I love the, I love her her sense of well I want to do it I'm going to do it let's make it happen yeah, and she yeah. does and even if she doesn't do it all by herself, she has a, she has other people to help her. Mm. And that's what I've realised with my work. Mm. Um, I can't make what I want to make because it's way too technical. But as long as I've got the idea, that's what I've realised. If, if, you've, if you've got the idea, then 
doesn't really matter if you've made it yeah. <laughs> yourself. That's what I've begun to realise. If you've got the idea, then... Because at least you've got the idea, and then other people can make it for you, you know what I mean? I think that is the creative process, isn't it? Is the ideas behind something. I think the work that shows meaning, you know, like I used to think, oh, meanings. it has to be... Oh, you've got to make it everything yourself and stuff. I, I don't know, like... I want to realise... My dad basically made my doll's house that I made because I wanted a red doll's house after using yeah. this white one that was in the drawing room in the art block and James allowed me to play with it and stuff and photograph my figures in. And then after that, I was like, well, I want to make a red one myself. I My dad ended up making that for me and then I made like this life-size silicon figure and then my dad yeah. basically made it for me. So it's, it, all these ideas, like, as long as I've got them... Um, I mean that soft piece. Um, my mum basically made again. Um, but you had the idea. And I had the idea, concept. but some of the stuff that I just want to make is too technical for me to make, and I'm just like, I can't be. I don't have patience to try and learn either, which mm. is a bad. In a way, it's a bit of a negative, a bit of my downfall. But I'm just, I just want. I have the ideas, so that's... Yeah, that's I, I kind of think that you... Yeah. I don't know, for me it is all about collaboration because um, a lot of the work that I ended up doing was all about working with other people. So I had this this kind of concept when I was doing this degree uh, about um, this character of the watcher and actually it was all about self-awareness. Yeah. So it was kind of this idea that you were being watched by someone but actually you were watching yourself. Yeah. And um, so I invited a whole load of people to... Um, to sign up to these workshops through this exhibition it was basically just a dark room with this lit up eyes um, and people then just like signed up to say that they wanted to do these workshops and then I got everyone to bring in childhood photos and um, childhood films and because I kind of figure when you're trying to communicate with someone quite often there's it's open to misinterpretation or or you've got artwork on the walls and it, you'll have different understandings of it and different meanings of it so I wanted to find a way of, of, of getting on a level and, yeah. and connecting with people. So um, we did it through childhood photos. So we went to this old Victorian school and we did these slideshows and these yeah. um, Super 8 shows. And this was for your uni? This is for uni. Yeah. And I talked through, we, we all talked through our memories. Yeah. And that was such an amazingly powerful thing because childhood memories is something that, like, I mean, everyone has really strong childhood yeah, memories. Yeah, I've always been, my work's always been about creating a memory and a story mm. a narrative and that's always been strong within my work and that's why I love to take photos of the process because mm. I'm creating that narrative and story mm. through my work so it's always been about storytelling for me yeah, so. that's it. I feel really strongly about that my final degree show then was the people that had contacted me uh, yeah. and contacted me through these workshops and I got them all to work with me to do the degree show. Yeah. And uh, we basically, one of them let me use his lounge. Yeah. And he cleared everything out of his um, yeah. lounge. And he basically let all of us, there was about 16 of us, put our objects that had quite strong meanings into this room. Yeah. And we made these photo albums where our favourite photos and our favourite objects um, were photographed and projected. So we walked into our own photos yeah. and stood next to ourselves as kids. And then oh, we photographed wow. them, that. made all these photo albums, and then people wrote the memories that were attached yeah. to the, the objects. And then we filled this this lounge with all these objects and all these albums and all these written stories that went along with them, and it was just beautiful. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. But when I 
when I left my degree, I kind of was at a real loss for what to do, really, because you sort of you want to carry on working. Yeah. But it's, you've got to fund yourself did you, as well, haven't you? Yeah, did you always want to go to uni as well? Sorry, well I did always want to go yeah. to uni, because I... What I wanted to do was follow that art process because as soon as I was committed to the yeah. art foundation, I just wanted to make art and I just yeah. wanted to find ways of being able to do it. And obviously, when you're doing your degree, you're not really thinking about work; you're thinking and about what, what you about want the make. friendships? Did you oh, meet loads yeah. of like but friends? To be honest, though, the, the the friends that I'm still closest to now weren't people I met on the course. They were people yeah. who I lived with whilst I was doing the course. Yeah. So um, we were sort of all doing different courses. I still, I think. Foundation for me, I met. Foundation, yeah. I met some of my. Well, I met Nicola and Tim and Ross and Evie as well, and um, and then later on we, I met Georgie as well from Nicola. But um, mm. yeah, it was foundation too. Yeah, it was. Um, I felt like I was. I wasn't as confident before foundation, and then doing foundation, I kind of got more confident you just sort of fly with ideas together don't you because you're all going to it at yeah the same time. and I think my love for kind of I knew I liked 3D because I kind of been an experimental 2D kind of branching onto two, a 3D using like wood as the canvas when I was in level three and so I was experimenting with different materials trying to not just using paper to work onto and so from using so using spare bits of wood to work onto instead of paper and then I really like that because it was something that was 3D and I think then going into foundation trying out different stuff I, I was just like yeah the sculptures for me and my my final piece on the foundation was like um, a series of sculptures that I'd made from different materials that I'd found like from recycling from the recycling centre mm. and I'd put together so I met, I found that these old like metal uh, pieces like chair stands and I and rope from the basically I had a good rummage around the recycling centre at the foundation culture institute and i was i took loads of stuff i remember taking back loads of stuff um in 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 two trips in a a basket and a trolley and um i made um everything was all from reused wood or re or stuff that i'd found from the recycling center Mm. and i made like a series of wooden sculptures and metal sculptures and they hung they were suspended and the idea was like this illusion kind of thing that they weren't hung they were just in air in the air so i i used like this really faded see-through string oh i i did something really similar recently and because i wanted this illusion effect like honey parker's Suspended. That's so, so that's what that's the kind of vibe I was going for. Yeah, because I did. I, I did. Um, I got invited to do this uh, stage set at the Lakeside Theatre for a production a couple of years ago, and I was doing all these art clubs. So I got the art club kids to get involved with it, and we wanted to do a kind of a stage. It was all about World War One, 
and it was all about the experiences that people had afterwards so people who were really damaged and how were they gonna how how was life afterwards and family life and, yeah and so it was exploring stories and they'd they'd interviewed all these people so it was this audio of these amazing people and their stories um and um so we wanted to come up with a stage that would somehow show that so yeah. we got all these white all these objects that were to do with the war and, and and like clinic, you know, like hospital kind of old hospital kind of equipment and stuff. But we painted it all white, and we project and we we suspended it from the ceiling yeah. in this kind of exploded fashion. So it was yeah. just all these different objects, um, sort of mid explosion or white. But then they had all these projections of all these images, these kind of World War um, hospitals and yeah. all these black and white images of like the fields and the barbed wire and, but through these white so there were all these shadows on the wall of all these objects sort of mid exposure oh it was so much fun I really really yeah lovely um I just yeah I love um I wanted to capture I wanted to create like this kind of illusion effect that even though they were hung they, mm. you, you had this it's this illusion that they kind of weren't yeah. they were just up in the air and they were in a row yeah and um i remember having a tutor to help me place them and him actually because mm. his piece was just like this wooden suitcase box that he'd made oh, so it's a very simple piece and like some of the other pieces that were shown so he was one that was helping other his oh, friends out time. Yeah. so i spent this afternoon trying to see how see um you know the length of where which which oh, yeah. piece because some pieces were bigger than others yeah and um so i spent a whole afternoon with him and sarah who sarah barker who was on the foundation course and um she, they both helped me kind of place my sculptures and hang them Brilliant. in the right way and it was great having that afternoon with them to just have two people to help me be like oh that just can you yeah like can you move that <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> yeah like because I'm so indecisive I'm just it's, it's hard for me to sometimes be like oh it's good to have a second opinion yeah so I have two two yeah. bit uh. and the fact that Tim was there to help me as well he was helping others as well yeah um I was a bit yeah. split when I did my degree show because um, I that was my foundation. Oh, that was your foundation. Yeah. Oh, cool. And yeah. having the two people to help me as well, like Chicha and Tim, who's, oh, who's you so, build a real bond yeah. with them, don't you? Yeah. And Sarah wasn't even my main tutor. She was she was the tutor for the three D lot. Yeah. I was I had Matthias Shortcook, who was the fine art tutor, but yeah, I'd gotten to know Sarah. Mm. Sarah's a lovely lady now, and I'm still in contact with her and Charlie as well. Yeah. And Charlie's now. The, oh, I had a Charlie. Yeah. Uh, we had a photography technician, Charlie. He was amazing. But yeah, she's Charlie Dixon, who's now the, well, she's the overall um, foundation. Yeah. Organ like she she teaches the fashion students, but yeah. she's the overall running the course now because Matthias left. Yeah. So she took over, she took on that mate that the the role of organising the whole. Cool. So she's not just for the fashion. She's doing. Yeah. She she runs everything. <laughs> the people I met on foundation, I yeah. still see them every year. So that that was now thirty four. It must have been. God no, it must have been twenty four years ago. Twenty four. 
only six years ago that I did my art foundation. Yeah. And we still see each other every single year. We've all got kids, and but every year we all meet up because they're just yeah. Yeah, I I saw them recently. I saw the group because I have this. I organise like this tennis every year now. Work oh, cool. started as I was finishing my foundation, and I thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool to play tennis and organise something for us at the end of the foundation. Mm. So it's become like a thing now, and we did it on Sunday, and it was really fun to see everyone again. And Do you time it? Time it with Wimbledon. I don't know. I just it's normally in June though, because oh, that's right. when we finish. That's when yeah. the first one happened. Saying that, the one in twenty sixteen was in August, but oh, right. <laughs> it's normally I like to have it in June because that's when we kind of that's when we finished off. And even though Georgie, who's our friend through Nicola, she didn't do the foundation. She kind of a part of this group mm. now so i i love george as much as the others even though she we we weren't doing foundation together she's yeah. become such a close friend now yeah um since meeting her from nicola so i i i mean she's part of the gang now <laughs> even Yay. though she didn't do foundation with us she's such a lovely girl and but yeah um in my um yeah. final year, I was really torn between doing the degree show. And yeah. We were setting up. We set up a student arts festival. Yeah. So there used to be this thing called the Sheffield Media Show, which was amazing, and I'd forgotten that that was my reason for choosing Sheffield because yeah. it was just incredible. They had venues all across Sheffield that just had um art students setting up, um, artists from all over the country doing this work in Sheffield for yeah. like, I think it was a whole week and so we were like oh, hang on a minute it hasn't actually happened for three years we need to we need to make this happen so we um we set we set it up and it was such an amazing experience but it was exhausting and it just took over everything so I didn't really do any artwork for that yeah. for ages because I would just but that kind of was my artwork so still yeah. now my artwork is about collaborating with people and organizing things and creating things together yeah. in groups and I wish I could use one of those like Super 8 films oh, they're so lovely they're so gorgeous you can still get them like um, online and stuff you can still find like eBay and stuff they still they still sell them and you can still buy the film yeah I'd love to play around and make a they're make lovely. something with the them. noise that they make do you have the do you use it I do I've got I've got um, I've got given another one so I've got my old one um, but it's kind of not working fully the bulb's gone a bit weird but the other one seems to be working quite well oh, they're just lovely oh um, i'd love to use one well i did um one of my um so i've done some school summer schools for the last eight yeah. years and one of them was about it was called the shadow project and it was all about um kids coming up with stories and making little cardboard characters, but then projecting them. With yeah. Light. So we had an OHP. So one of the ways of doing it was on this overhead projector and making these little shadow puppets and doing this little show. But because they had the screen in front of them and the parents were on the other side, the parents couldn't see the child at all, and the child couldn't see the parents. So they just did this whole beautiful story and this little role play. Just it was like they got lost in their own little yeah. world. It was just beautiful. Or with the digital, uh, like they've done um, PowerPoint. Um, Projections and done it on the on the on the computer instead. So it's a different way. I'd love to just like um, see what it's like to use. Um, yeah. That was really really fun. Maybe you could um, if we're able to meet up again. Show me, bring it in. And yeah, I've, I've, in fact I have got some photos with me actually. Yeah. Of the, of the shadow project and what they were doing there. But um, how did you so we've talked about the plastic show haven't we yeah but like um i wanted to ask you 
like how do you balance your time I guess with well I think within I don't know like your I guess work-life balance (laughs) I think because I've realized that my artwork isn't sitting alone creating work because I kind of for me making artwork is a social thing and so I make artwork like luckily my youngest son actually is really into making artwork so that is awesome because I, I make stuff with him and we'll just randomly decide we want to make something and we'll just make it which is just such a nice thing but my after school club sort of felt like that we'd, we'd sort of come up with ideas that we wanted to do and there'd be a sort of about 12, 12 kids and we'd I'd bring in a load of materials and then we'd just play with them and we'd, we'd just sort of make stuff and um, so I'd have an idea and I'd show that idea but they'd just go off on their own journey and make their own things and it was such a special thing and it was every every week and the kids would come back for, for years like one of my students um, was she was my first day of her art clubber and she's now my she's now my helper so she she was when I was running them um in more like public venues she was then my my helper and so it's just mad that sort of transition of time yeah but yeah the summer schools um so my first ever one was was um was recycling it was cardboard catwalk so we made loads of costumes out of cardboard and had dresses out of cardboard yeah. so it was really fun and then the second year was more of a puppet show so we just made all, we made all these stories and then they performed them in this tiny little puppet box kind of thing and that was really cute um, and then the third year we did paper zoo so all the kids made these paper animals but then they set up a zoo at the art exchange in the uni yeah. and they became zookeepers paper zookeepers and they showed their parents yeah. around the zoo and it was just so cute and then the third year we did a freeze which was all about expressive yeah. um, position it was all about how to show emotion through your gesture and so they came up with emotions that they wanted to play with and then they created these sculptures that were in freeze but then they put them together to sort of tell a story yeah. and then we got a performance um, um, someone from the Lakeside Theatre um, to come and sort of run a workshop a performance workshop and we came up with a performance that they did with these sculptures which was just yeah. lovely and then the following year we did um park bench so it was how 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 different sculptures respond to each other when you put them together so yeah. who could sit next to each other in a park and what character what would what story would you see if you had these two characters together so that was really lovely and the following year was the shadow project which i just it was so cute. I really want to do that again at some point. Yeah, I played around with some projection work when I was on my degree last year, and um, it was just fun. I love like shadows and stuff. Oh, it's just so it's so like you get lost in the moment. Is it quite expensive the film? Um, I think I I think you've got to be careful with how you use it, obviously, because it's not like digital. You can't just kind of yeah. keep going over it. Once you've got it, you've got it forever, kind of thing. Yeah. So you've got to be more careful with what you choose to film. Yeah. And which take is the right take kind yeah. of thing because that's then locked into that yeah. but um do you reuse it then or? no that's the thing you can't reuse it yeah i guess you you could reuse it in a different context i guess but the images yeah. themselves would be the same but that's just such a lovely process but yeah so in terms of work-life balance my work is my like my i'm employed i work with students yeah but i work with students who have anxiety and I work with them to build their confidence. And some of those students would be really up for artwork and making stuff. Yeah. And um, others wouldn't. Others would rather do some gardening 
or role play or um, cooking. So it's kind of quite a therapy. It is quite therapy, and that's why I've actually now I'm retraining as a therapist because oh, okay. it just seems to make sense really. Because a lot of the kids I was working with was just like, well, they don't. What's the point of a GCSE if you're if you're if you're struggling to to even leave the house? Yeah. How can you? How will a, how will an English GCSE that might not even be it would be a fail anyway because you wouldn't have the confidence to kind of you, I don't know. It, anxiety is such a big, big, big thing, isn't it? And it, yeah. I just I I it can I was like I had a bit of art therapy when I was at primary school, but <clears throat> and um, the lady I had was like really lovely, but um, mm. I think art can just make everything kind of better because it doesn't in it don't you yeah and i think it's so important for kids oh like, god yeah and then like, in schools so, it's becoming less and less yeah like, they do less and less in schools with artwork now i loved art at mine um yeah i i mean i i just think yeah it's so important i think i'm pretty lucky like all my friends as well there's like all of them are like arty and like we all love art and in different yeah. way, in different types of art but like and then I've got a friend who's in a band as well yeah. so that's really cool and um, shout out to them rubber jaw <laughs> um, but they're so like we're all kind of doing our thing yeah and um, and the idea of just working together and collaborating yeah I just want to see I want to be that person that can that doesn't just have her work in the show. I want to be that person that is organising it as well. well that's and I want to curate because I was part of my friend's art for you one mm. last year, and he created it. And I think that's given me some that inspired me to be like, oh, can, what if I was able to create a show with Nicola and Tim and work together, and we could be the two that decide where where what place what what fits where and everything else and um it would give us more responsibility yeah and we could also have work ourselves in the show yeah. and get other people our friends involved as well so like we could get like a film in potentially if georgie was able to do a, another film and we could have right ross he's gone back to making models and 3d models so we could get him involved it'd be like you know, it'd be bigger than what we've ever done before. So I think that's the way forward, definitely. Because I just creating, I feel, yeah, creating yeah. not just not just sitting in a room and creating something on your own, but creating as in making things happen and making opportunities. Because I've always been that happen. one that has a sh- that has the work in a show, but the show ultimately altogether has not been mine. Yeah. Well, it's been a collaborative. Yeah. yeah. So I want. The th- with the three of us, I think we could make something amazing next year. Hopefully, I mean, <laughs> I just really want it to happen. Oh, but you'll make it happen because you want it to happen, and I think that yeah. I think that's the thing. Because like I, I've realised that you don't have to try and find funding for stuff, and that you can make stuff happen on the basis. Like say, for example, with my art after school clubs and the um, summer schools, parents who are creative, um, who have kids who are creative want their kids to have opportunities to do creative things and if the only way of doing that is in terms of childcare 
But yeah. also, if you're working, you need childcare anyway. Yeah. So parents will pay for their children to take part in activities, and then you don't need the funding because actually, if you get enough people who want who want to do a project, then it's self funding. I wish I could um have a ultimately a job where I'm getting paid and creative. But you can be self employed, can't you? You can yeah. have an idea for something that you want to do, and get enough of you together who who want to do it. And then you find ways of funding it through um, it fulfilling a need, you know? Yeah. In terms of if it's with kids, then parents will pay for their kids to join in. But there'd be, yeah, there'd be other. I don't know. I've always specifically just liked working with kids. A part of me is more so into working with, like, if I was ever going to work with young people, it'd be like students, more like mm. my kind of age, mm. even though I was involved with helping. Mm art activities there was an art activity holiday thing going on at first sight which is every holiday and they have mm. like this art table for the kids yeah and they oh, do different yeah. and i was involved with that and even though i'd say well, with kids because it's a bit stressful i did enjoy it and at times it was stressful but um it's like, spontaneity i love the way kids um, just it was and every activity links to the, one of the exhibitions going on in oh, the cool. so it, it's all takes the ideas yeah. further kind of thing and so they'll come in with their parents or grandparents and they'll sit down and do the art and you've got to be keeping an eye on them there's even like a board where you have to keep tally of people that come in oh, right, yeah. <laughs> that's quite yeah but um luckily i was with an experienced um who was getting paid who was a worker so it wasn't just me as a volunteer yeah. on my own. Mm. But I said I'd love to be involved again in the next holiday. Yeah. it's only in the holidays they have this art table activity. Um, but um, I was just thinking through work experience. You know, like, um, I always felt like... Like, for example, when I left uni, yeah. there was this amazing organisation in Rotherham called Stepping Up. And it was basically set up on the basis that graduates would come out and they wouldn't have creative work to do yeah and so they got us all in contact with art centers and arts organizations and the projects that were happening and we were then able to volunteer and help on those projects yeah. and then bit by bit work started coming from that so I, I started getting employed as a photographer to do pro- art projects with different communities and it just like so it's that thing of just being able to find ways of getting work experience with people who were doing it anyway kind of thing yeah like even if it was like a theatre company or something like that or like set design or something yeah. creative and I just really don't want to be you want to work in art yeah. <laughs> I really want to be doing something creative and getting paid really yeah. and um, at the moment I've just come down to the decision that I'll do creative in my spare time but right now I'll just get any job but Especially think, just if it's locally as well, on Braintree, because it's easier. Well, like, Even if it's... Te- I've tried Tesco's and that's a nightmare. I have to apply that three, four times and there's a big, long list, criteria, and it's horrible. I'm not going to apply again because it's horrible. Um, but I think you could get work in something, just whatever, but then make it creative. So, like, when I started... Because um, in the end I thought, oh, I just can't earn anything. Because I think that this. leads me on to the question, what advice would you give to young people? Well, just starting out, yeah. just finishing. <laughs> and that, you've just kind because, of... Sort of that kind of... Well, when I did my... When I started, like, I was doing all these projects and I loved yeah. it, but I couldn't earn enough to make it, like, a life thing. Yeah. So I trained as a teacher and I was doing the teaching and it just... Oh, I was not inspired by 
just it was it just felt like you're part of this machine and it's all about conforming and it just but I could set up after school clubs and film clubs and that was so exciting and that was where I felt I could sort of be creative and you weren't having to do all these targets and all this all this tick box stuff you you could just come up with ideas with the kids and do these incredible we did made all these films and we showed them um at these film festivals and it was just so exciting so i think whatever work you do you can make it creative you can find a way of of turning it into something creative as an offshoot from it often the people that you meet when you're working there yeah i just it's just so hard at the minute and um I feel for, well, I think my friends were lucky because I think they had jobs. Well, I know Nicola had a job while she was on foundation anyway, and then she got the same job but in a different. Mm. She was in Staples working in Chelmsford while she was on foundation, and then luckily when she moved to Brighton, she had a Staples there, so she got to carry on. But in Brighton, yeah. So she's always been working. Yeah. And then she was a nanny, and now she's working as, as a teacher and assistant. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, she's always been working, even mm. though she when she, with me, it's the opposite. Like, I've never had. <laughs> it was you know univert. It was you know education, education, education. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm yeah. in this situation, so I've never had that. Oh, work and education together. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because I think, yeah, is that well, like you said originally, that work-life balance thing. I think you have to be finding a way of earning. And I feel like, especially with all my friends at the minute, they, they all have jobs. Yeah, and it's even my friend who's in a band has a has a job on the side because. He, it doesn't get he doesn't get as he doesn't get paid as much like when he's in the band so he's got a job on the side but I think he prefers think to do the band one stuff one funds the other yeah at the end of the day and if you can make them sort of get to a point where and that's why he started making like his own work again because he knows that it's good to have something as well as the band yeah. so it's like his 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 artwork and the band. Um, so he's thinking proactively, I think, in that sense. And um, but it is so hard. It is, I think, yeah, it's that thing of do you compromise? I mean, I've known people who didn't compromise and and they managed to make it work. And it took a long time, but they did make it work. And then other people who who um, who who just who who got themselves jobs in whatever, and then one would fund the other, and then as time went on, you found yourself able to do more artwork and less of the stuff that you weren't really that inspired yeah. by. Because for years, I felt that the teaching I was doing was just, even though I was an art teacher, it well, I didn't feel. A part of me wants to do something like that or work on. I'd love to work at Hulshin Institute, basically where I did my foundation. But that means I'm gonna. I would have to do another course, and yeah, I, I don't know if I want to do another course. Um, and I've said to Charlie actually, if you ever need like volunteers to come in and speak to some students, yeah, then and she knows I'm there, and I'd love to, just like, but 
Yeah, I'd love to work there actually, but it means. I think the yeah. more volunteering experience you get, the more you can build up your CV with that whole yeah. side of things. I mean, I, I've always, because of that whole thing of stepping up and how brilliant they were and how much good they did me, when, or every, every single time I do my summer schools, I always make sure that I've got people who are doing our A levels or who are doing art in some way um, to, to become helpers so that they're getting that. Like, if you experience. ever need help, I'd love to be involved. Well, the one that I've got coming up, I'm really, really keen on having help with. So, the recycled yeah. runway um, will be based um, here at Minories, and um, we're confirming the dates. Um, Hope, yeah, I know I am normally away at the end of August, but this is mid mid yeah, August. Okay. Yeah, it'll be around the it'll be the ninth. Well, it'll be either the nineteenth or the twentieth of August. Hopefully, yeah, I should still be because um yeah, my my uncle normally has his concerts around then oh, <laughs> in Yorkshire. Cool. He comes all the way from Brazil and oh, he does wow. his concerts in Yorkshire because oh, that's where he's from originally. So he does his concerts. Oh, what kind of instrument did he play? A cello, and okay. he brings loads of different musicians oh, from different exciting. places around the world and they will come and they play for a, the, oh, the Yorkshire community but last year we didn't get many people mm. um, and I was saying to him last year we were, I was in a, we were in a pub last year in Yorkshire, I can't remember which one it was and I was saying oh, it, you should come to Essex which um, part of Yorkshire are you in? so we were in um Hornsey and Beverly oh. so because Hornsey is where my my, my dad and oh, wow. my uncle his brother grew up so yeah. with his other brother and his sister and so um yeah and but we stayed a lot we stayed in Hull actually because oh, a lot of the concerts were in Hull yeah. and it was the it was the big event it was Hull's it was um they were doing like a big concert thing in the mm. middle of the town centre because oh, wow. it was the whole oh was it the creative oh it had the year of yeah that oh, was it yes. so we were actually in the middle of all that me and my dad walking around brilliant and um there was so much going on but um so my uncle played at the university but it was so quiet because all the students had gone back home yeah. I was like oh my god he did, like, He should be having a pack I felt bad for my uncle a bit because I felt like he deserved a bigger audience Yeah. and all these seats were spare and I was like, saying if you came to Colchester in Essex you, I would, it would be packed I would try and make it packed for you you'd, you'd, get, you'd get a better audience than this that's always the hardest so, thing is the marketing. I always I, struggle I, with marketing. He doesn't know, I don't know, any dates yet for even Yorkshire. So yeah. I don't know if he's going to even let alone have one in Essex. Let alone. Yeah. So, but I said to him last year about having one in Essex as well as some in Yorkshire. But we shall see because I don't even know dates yet for the Yorkshire ones. Yeah. Because he's busy. He's one of those last minute people oh, that he'll tell you. Yeah, he'll tell you, but it's like last minute. Because he's so busy and he's living in Brazil. Oh, it's so wow. hard. That must be such an exciting place to live in terms of creativity. And well, I said, oh, hopefully one day I can come visit. And what, what I'd like to do when I'm there is um, there's loads of like young kids that are quite poor and just. Mm. As like, and he likes to help his daughters. Well, one of them, Carolina, she 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 likes to um teach them art and get creative with them, mm. like free art activities, and um, I'd like to get involved with that, mm. and um, 
So, but I, yeah. If you're a creative person, I think it, it's that whole thing. It's spontane- spontaneity, isn't it? That thing of playing. But I'd like to be involved with your summer school. Well, that would be, be awesome. I'd love you to be. Because yeah. it's just such a fun process. And yeah. it's just really nice to, to make stuff happen with other people and see the kids' ideas. I also volunteer locally at my British Heart Foundation, Braintree. So that's once a week. Oh, cool. As well as first time, once a week. Yay. And then... So, I do just one day a week there and first sight, mm. and um, then it gives me other days to just do other things. But um, it, it just um, is quite fun to do one locally and then one at first sight in culture style. And whenever I'm in culture style, I always feel a bit more. I feel like a bit more buzzed because you've got your base. Yeah, and cultures is. I feel like so much more creative in culture style. Um, and it's where my friends and I met and so um, yeah. but then it's nice always coming back to Braintree even though it's smaller and less creative yeah it's my it's my home <laughs> yeah um, but maybe one day if I never thought about moving out but maybe one day in the, in the future Colchester could be my home because I just whenever I'm here I feel so happy <laughs> and content yeah, that's nice when you find a place that you feel completely you in. But that's when I've actually got a job and money and yeah. I've got my life sorted a bit more and together because yeah. at the moment I feel like a bit of a loose cannon. I'm kind of it's here, there and everywhere. Yeah, it's so hard. Start, starting's the hardest thing. My my brother, he's still living at home now and he's like 36. Yeah. Um, but he was so determined to do it his way and he yeah. didn't want to compromise and he wanted to make sure he was working creatively. He, yeah. he works creatively with music and he wanted to commit to that and not be swayed from that. But it's been a hard road because it's yeah. getting on. <laughs> Simple question, but like, what do you enjoy most about the creative? It's, it's that whole playing. It's yeah, playing with materials, yeah. being spontaneous. So it doesn't necessarily have to be making a piece of art. It could be making a dinner. It could yeah. be making a, doing your garden and creating um, a, a new flower bed. Do you know what I mean? It could be literally anything that you're making. Um, yeah. So I just I just love making stuff with people or just even having ideas. Yeah. Like doing like st- DIY or stories yeah. or poems or just any any kind of making with other people is just um, yeah. I think when I think about a show with my friends, it's just like this idea of, oh, what could be, what could happen, what could we do together? Um, and it really, it's like really exciting in my head to think it about. It is exciting, isn't it, to have people that you connect with, that you can have all these amazing ideas with, and how do you make I just don't think I could do it on my own. But, but then half the fun would be gone yeah. if it was on your own, because it's all about making work with people, isn't it? And the idea that it could be based... Well, we're a place where we like to go together as a group to meet up sometimes, mm-hmm. and a place where we actually met. So, um, like my tutor met and was like, so one day, so the day I met Nicola, my tutor was like, oh, I was having a tutorial with Matthias, and um, he was like, why don't you speak to this other student called Nicola? And I'd seen and heard, I'd seen Nicola about, but I hadn't spoken to her or met her properly. But I'd seen her and she seemed like loads of people, she seemed like a really lovely girl just from looking at, like, other people. 
knowing of her and she seemed like this girl that everyone seemed to love and wanted to hang out with so I felt like okay and um so she he called over Nicola and we spoke uh, and me and Nicola got chatting properly and we were chatting for quite a while to the point where it was like lunchtime or something <laughs> and it was just like and then she was like oh do you want to come have break or was it lunch it was a morning and we spent like and she invited me to speak to some of her other friends that she'd met yeah. and that's how I met like Tim Ross and mm-hmm. but she was so nice to me and I just and the fact that we ended up talking about non-art stuff after uh, talking about our art was <laughs> talked about films and or TV and what TV programs we liked and so it wasn't it gone from art to the initial meeting and talking about our art to then just like TV and I'll never forget that moment when I met her and mm. I definitely found my confidence after meeting her and everyone else and that was the year after we just started our degree so we started our no not my degree foundation so we started yeah. on September 2013 mm. but I didn't see I didn't meet her until 2014 in February yeah and so in 2014 that was the year that yeah. I met her properly. I met her properly, and I, and I, I think I became. I had so much fun once I'd met her and the others, and I found I found myself being a lot less shy. You found yourself. Yeah, and I found I was like I wasn't. I was very. I was a bit quiet beforehand. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I felt like a bit more of a social butterfly. Sometimes <laughs> you just need to meet the yeah. right people, don't you? Where you just feel connected and you just suddenly get each other. Because I'd had a so when I was at primary school, I had this really good group of best friends, and then we all split up because we went to different secondary schools. Yeah, so I hadn't had that real strong friendship bond mm. since then. Mm. Um, I thought I found this best friend. I thought was my best friend at secondary school. Secondary's a funny Turns thing. out she wasn't. Mm-hmm. She wasn't. And um, when I met Nicola, that's when I was like, well, now yeah. this is what you call a best friend. Yeah, you got your soulmate. <laughs> this is what you. Um, and she remind. I think she. Yeah, it was nice to have that closeness again since primary school yeah. when I had my group group of girlfriends mm. at primary school and then so she reminded me of that and um she 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 made me think yeah this is what you call a best friend as I said mm. compared to the friend I thought was my best friend who I'd met at my secondary school it wasn't mm. she Nicola was everything that you should have in a best friend like she was lovely she was caring she was she wasn't there she didn't ever want to hurt me or annoy me or like Mm. make my life a misery in that sense (laughs) like the girl who I thought was my best friend at secondary school um she she liked to sometimes do stuff like that and irritate me and I kind of just put it on I was I was thinking I was in a bubble of like, mm. um, oh whatever, 
It's like power her. games, isn't it, then, really? And I kind of let her just... Because mm. I didn't want to confront her. And whenever I... I think I was a bit... I Oh, I just... Yeah, so... And it wasn't like... And, and the school was... So I went to... I didn't go to a mainstream secondary school either, so it was like Kingswood High School in Colchester. So it was oh, a bit... Okay. Um, it was a bit different as well. So it wasn't like a typical mainstream school either. So, mm. um, But anyway, I knew... When I... Yeah, Nicola was everything. Yeah. And Nicola... Yeah, she's... I, I love that girl. Yeah, <laughs> and, that um, really comes across. I am still in touch with um, one of my best friends from primary school, even mm. though we had that gap where we didn't go to the second secondary school, so there was a period... So you just pick up where you left off, don't you? But I'm still close to her. Yeah. And I don't see her as much as Nicola, actually. Mm. And there's... And I thought, yeah, there's times when I think, oh, I'm probably closer to Nicola now because I've seen Nicola more. But when I'm seeing with Asha, who is my primary school best friend, I'm still close to her. And um, I like the fact that I've still got a friend from my second, my primary school. Yeah, no, um, nice. you've got different parts of your life, and people yeah. represent those parts of your life. And it was really lovely when I got to introduce like Asha to my new friends yeah. and they all got along oh that's nice that's really so, nice and actually like Tim knew Asher from Notley because they went to the same school in Braintree so they knew of each other anyway um, but it was really nice that like Ross and Nicola and Evie and then Georgie all met Asher and everyone got along so there was no mm. awkwardness yeah. and it became like yeah so I know that when I'm doing my tennis it's okay, it's like, no one's going to, there's no awkwardness, if Asha comes as well, everyone's going to be happy and fine, and yeah. that's what, because drama is just like, can't we do with drama? <laughs> <laughs> Life's too short for dramas. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, when everyone gets along, that's what I like. <laughs> Definitely. And that's yeah. what, it, it like, um, yeah, like the first tennis when Asha came, and I introduced her to... Nicola and the gang and even though she knew it was with Tim it was really nice because yeah it was like oh mm-hmm. this old friend my new friends joining yeah because I, I was a bit nervous about I don't know why I was nervous at the time but but it matters yeah it? yeah and everyone got along and she had a great time for the tennis and she's been to two now but um she couldn't make this year's but I always invite her because she's a part of the gang. Yay. And um, everyone just loves... Yeah. Mm. I like the fact that all my friends are just understanding and loving and, like, positive. And yeah. No one's... There's no... Yeah, as I said, there's no dramas or anything. And, yeah. Because uh, dramas and... Negativity. I've had that in the past, and I've oh, had yeah. bullying as well in the past, and it's just like I'm at a stage with my friendship group, which is great. Yeah, so, I think getting beyond that whole secondary thing is just such a relief because that yeah. is the hardest time mm. for so many people. Yeah. Um, right. I want to say. Oh, my final question. Yay. 
So I wanted to ask you this. Um, what's one creative material? If you had to choose. I love this question. I, it's really easy for me to answer that because you I absolutely adore newspaper. Oh, I newspaper. love making stuff with newspaper. But I was thinking, well, actually, no newspaper. You can just find it. So you didn't, wouldn't have to buy it, you'd find it. So I was thinking if I had to buy something, it would be sellotape. Sellotape? Yeah, because every single thing that I make, all the sculptures that I make with kids, um, always involve sellotape. Also yeah. involve glue. Like if I could choose two things, yeah. then I'd choose glue as well. Like PVA glue, I'm always watering down loads of runny glue. We've got buckets of runny glue and we make like loads of paper, mm. um, like pulp and paper mache. And we do I used to love that when I was yeah, happy mash is really good. Yeah, really um, well, I just said a bread. I've said a bread biro before, because I'm I, even uh, if I'm not doing any three D work, I like to do a bit of sketching. Yeah. And especially red. And if I had to choose another, what well, red biro? And I've got to have my red sketchbook as well, because uh, I was doing <laughs> my volunteer. Yeah, I was doing my <laughs> volunteering yes at first sight, and it's so quiet that me and the other girl volunteering we just spin it time sketching yeah, and I did a nice. lot of sketching um I think writing I do a lot of as well I do actually really like to just sit and write stuff yeah like I like to things. um I yeah I, I like to I've done I've done like I've kept like summer journals before and I've always been into that and um, it's really interesting to look back at them years later and to just be like oh Gosh, that's where I was. Yeah, at. I wrote one last year and then because I had to get a new computer, I lost it. So I want to start a new journal, a new online journal oh, cool. about this summer. You can't get hold of your old journal? Um, because it was on my old laptop oh, and my no. laptop crashed, which meant I had to just. Which Could they not find? Could they not rescue it? And find, like, pull it out just and... died on me oh, it was so bad no. and it wasn't even really really old either so in the end I got on my and my dad helped me get um, just a, a normal computer yeah. even though um, with a laptop you can put it you can take it places or move it and you can have it on your lap um, it's just hard drive? it's just easier with a computer now because it's just in one place I guess but um I liked having my laptop because I like to just have it on my lap instead of sit down at my desk bit. I like to have it on my lap and just type sometimes whilst I was watching TV. But now with my computer, I've just got to be always there. And my, yeah. But um, hopefully this computer doesn't crash. Get an external hard drive because it, yeah. you can fit so much on it and you can literally do copies of everything that is special to you. Yeah. Also, where's my sketch? I'm going to show you. Yeah, I'm just showing from my sketch. So this is my second sketch. Oh, that is a gorgeous book. My mum got it for me. Oh. The other one was just plain red. What was that artist called again? I love that. I remember um, his stuff. I've forgotten the name. And it came with stickers. That's a stuff. That's cool. But these are all... That's from the Royal Academy. Um, but these are some of my little sketches. Um, so that's the National Portrait Gallery. Mm. Um, actually, my mum got in last year. So. Oh, did she? Yeah. Well, her, what, she showed her work, didn't she? Yeah, oh, she has. Yeah. My, my Uncle David, so. I can show you then. That's Magda Archer's piece, that we, one of her illustrations. Oh. If you saw her, they've just taken, they're not there anymore, but her illustrations were at first sight, no, cool. on, and they were so lovely in different colours, and they had these different oh. quotes against them. 
really kid-like. And um, so now they're not there anymore. I think something's going to be replacing them now. Mm. But I'm glad I got the chance to. That was the week before I went on holiday, so not last week, the week before. Yeah. The last week of her work in Shine. That was... Uh, problems with modern art. That sketchbooks are such brilliant things to have on them. Oh, this is from yesterday. Fuck it. <laughs> um, just a pot of pencils. I was trying to draw <laughs> pencils. I'm not very good. A little gorilla thing. I think writing's just so satisfying as well, isn't it? Just oh, I always date. Writing. I always date. That's cool. I've always dated my work. I love to date and title it. Mm. That's just some stars. That's <laughs> red. a really lovely book. The paper quality is really nice. Yeah, um, and there's like little pockets. Oh, well. that's so handy. It's like, what's it called again? It's um, particular type of book, I think. Um, oh, moleskin. Yeah, that's it. My oh, yeah, mum likes them as well. My husband's so. crazy about moleskin. Yeah, that's. These are I my, like. Um, I like Constantina ones as well. These are my um, some of my socks. So this was the ghost train. Fran's showing me them. So last year I did ghost train at um, the art exchange, and um, uh, Signals got involved. You know Signals in town who do um, those digital uh, workshops. And no. so, well, they they came along and they um, they do like a video making with kids and animation with kids, and it's all like loads of digital stuff. So we basically we made an installation that was like, like a ghost train. So we had all these sculptures of different figures that were kind of spooky, and then we did projections and sound effects um, using the um, technology that Signals gave for them. So they were doing all like mi- mi- um, micro bits and stuff like that, and programming things so that they could make sounds go off at a certain time and lights go off at a certain time. So it was this whole ghost train um thing which is lovely really there's dobby someone named dobby this was the shadow project from harry potter is yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah and then this was um the shadow project so we had some people um who did paintings and then uh, made them into powerpoint um backdrops and then they did their projections of this backdrop and they did their shadow puppets in front of that and now the other people just used the OHP projector and just projected just literally just the white light rather than having a coloured painted background yeah and then this was part branch I just I loved it it was just so cute seeing the dynamic of different people together oh I love that <laughs> isn't that cute because I want to make more um I want to make. I have this idea of making like a series of silicons oh. life size because I made a life size cool silicon figure that oh, wow, was my height. Awesome. And my own, my dad helped me. It took like four months to make oh, all the little figures to begin oh, with wow. from silicon to to build up because obviously they build up. They make the structure. Wow. All these from silicon. Oh my so, so gosh! So it took that must have three, been expensive as well. Yeah, a lot of silicon. But um, and then we made the wooden structure, and no, the metal actually from these metal steel rods my dad had, and mm. um, as arms, okay. and then we put all the figures on the arms. So we wow. so we pumped. They were, oh, you drilled holes through them. Well, yeah, yeah. Wow. And they're all from silicon, and um, so there were loads of silicon figures to be made first before even making. Wow. And um, That's the little prints of the little logos on the back oh yeah from the ink cartridge yeah, that's cool <laughs> and still the double-sided tape because yeah. we use the i use these as the the models to make the silicon mold so you've still got the double-sided tape on the back cool. um but yeah there's the life-sized one i want to make 
that was in blue silicon and i still have this idea of making a red one but like a teenager height one Mm. one that looks like a teenager and um the blue one is like a parent holding its little baby like that and i want to make a teenager one in red just for the fact that I've got a red one but silicon again is bad for the environment and I'm trying to oh it's a tricky one isn't it because I want to make I want to still use silicon again but then I also want to still use like fabric and soft sculpture mm. uh, fab- uh, work materials and keep it cheap so it's like it's just at the minute I think I'm just going to have to stick to like cheap materials yeah, like fabric materials, yeah. like fabric yeah. but at some point, I'd like to make the red silicon sculpture that's the height of a teenager, so it'd be slightly smaller. It'd be smaller than the 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 parent one because it's got to look like a teenager mm. height, mm. and it'd be in red. Just then, I've got like a red and blue one, <laughs> um, just for my red for the satisfaction of making a red silicon. That'd that be amazing, be and then potentially like a little, um, like a little child one as well so like then i'd have like a parent baby parent and baby teenager and then so it'd be like serious and i quite like that yeah some point you need to make a little a little lady as well (laughs) yeah (laughs) but it took yeah like four months to make the silicon one and then i did some projection work with it Mm. brought it into this my uh the studio um the art block and um, you did some protection work with it, and um, it was really fun. So, but yeah, I'm so into like, I love the protection layers and oh. shadows and stuff. Oh, I'm so into that. It's just so magical, isn't it? Yeah. The- Nicola, as I said, she loves the whole lights and light, and she loves light. Basically, mm. she said that when I did a podcast with her, she mm. she was talking about her light, her love for light. Mm. No, it's really <clears throat> get lost in it. Yeah. This one, um, I've got loads of kids to come and, and um, kids from the um, preschool um, all came along and my kids from the summer school taught them all the things that they'd been doing so they sort of passed on their skills and it was just really cute and they got them all drawing with their yeah. favourite sculptures and things. This was, you know what I was saying about the stage set? Yeah. So we made a massive paper aeroplane at Art Club which then was suspended... At the lakes, at the lakeside yeah. theatre. So these are all these oh. objects um, and this paper aeroplane. So when they did the projection, the paper aeroplane caught the projections, and then this was without any projections, literally just the shadows. Oh, I just love, I love that. This was freeze. So they made all these sculptures, but then they performed with yeah. them. I just had so much fun making. <laughs> that looks so cool. <laughs> this was then, so they were they had uh, Lauren from the Lakeside, and um, did all these different uh, workshops with them on like, yeah, performing skills, and then they did a show. Just a this was Paper Zoo, so they became the zoo keepers. Yeah. But the animals were all life size. It's just so cute. They got so protective of their animals. It was really really lovely. This is my favourite one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just something about three D. <laughs> the it. fact that it's from all it's angles. tactile, is it? Yeah, and you can. I uh, just it relates to the area it's in, doesn't it? I just love it. I love three D. Um, and I'm, I've grown to love big art as well. Yeah. Like 
bigger the better for me because if it's not something because I I am my attention span is that like I've got to be wowed and I think I've grown to just say I think well if it's not bigger or massive then I'm not interested (laughs) it's got to be big and bold and you know like my den is like something you can go into I like I want to do more stuff like that, which interact, you know, it, 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 the yeah. audience, it, it, it the gravitates the audience in, mm. and um, yeah, the bigger the better for me. Yeah. It's just so I love it. <laughs> and that was my that was the one that's triggering off this one this year. So that was a cardboard fashion show, and this one this this year is a recycled runway. So making stuff in plastic. So I yeah. love that idea though, because it's like. There's so much plastic. How can you use it and yeah. make, make it have a second life that will exist, well, transcend its time for single use? Just had a break. Well, it's been rambled, but <laughs> really fun. It's been really interesting. Thank you I've so much. I've really enjoyed this chat. Um, thank you so much. Thank and you. I definitely want to be involved with your summer school. I'd stuff. love you to be. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, thank you. Yeah. So. Um, yeah exciting um thanks again thank you um right bye